Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the show. Let us know who you are and what you do. Uh, good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited about being here and introducing me to your audience. So thank you again. My name is Nakia Shandell. I'm a mental health counselor, and I'm actually currently working as a certified trauma counselor in schools um, in South Florida. After the school shooting, I came here to help um, be of service to the victims that were survivors of the mass shooting that happened here in South Florida. And I'm currently running an online boutique called the Counselor's Boutique Online, where I'm a life coach and I help people get out of their own way. So I'm super excited about being here today. So it sounds like you do some pretty significant work. Um, what has, whether it's the, the trauma counseling or working as a life coach, what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned thus far? Um, I think one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is that to be patient with myself, with other people, and just kind of meeting people where they are. Everyone has a unique experience, I guess one you may want to say. And no matter what, wherever they are, we're like constantly learning something. So I'm open to like learning from other people. That has been the biggest lesson for me. Yeah, I think that if you take the position of being a lifetime learner, right, always being a student, then it allows for you to have the flexibility and the grace to mess up or not know everything. And I think that people get stuck feeling like they have to have all the answers. Um, but when you take that that pressure away, it actually creates opportunity for you to be more creative and problem solving and, and attack things from different angles. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about maybe what sh what happened between doing counseling and then shifting into the coaching. Was there anything that you were seeing going on? Like, did you see a need? Um, I, I kind of did, especially sometimes from people of color. Um, I found that sometimes it was easier as a counselor to be able to talk about the coaching aspect first, because historically we've kind of shied away from counseling, but regardless of what it's kind of like, once you start doing the work and having the conversation, then they kind of see the need for it. Um, and then doing the coaching and the counseling kind of like as a, um, co-package I guess if you will say it's like I'm able to meet people where they are because some people have already worked through their trauma and worked through their path and now they just need someone to hold them accountable to keep moving forward and different things like that so I found I was able to use the skills that I 
um, have gained from both the formal training of being like a master's level counselor and then going back and getting my certification as a life coach, it just kind of complemented um, each service. And so I've been able to help people on a broader spectrum. And it helped me um, understanding um, because not only did I have like the formal knowledge, then I was able to get like the life knowledge and be able to apply it within my own life and for my clients and provide them a better service. I love that you mentioned, you know, either if may not be counseling that someone is open to just yet. And obviously there's a lot of historical reasons why that might be the case. Um, But being able to have another option that may be a bridge to realizing that you might need some help working through some things uh, mentally and emotionally or having this package deal situation where you can get your needs met in more than one way in the same place. You know what I mean? Because I can imagine it being a little bit exhausting, like, okay, I have a coach over here and then I have a counselor over here and it feels like so many things and so many people, um, too many cooks in the kitchen. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. So being like dual certified, I'm sure helps for you to be kind of a one-stop shop in that they can get a lot of what their needs met working with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And actually, that was the whole premise of how I came up with like the counselor's boutique, because generally we think about a boutique having like a bunch of different little pieces. You could go in and it's kind of like quaint and unique and not so much of like the big Macy's, I guess, if you will. And so it's like I try to provide each of my clients an experience. So regardless of where you are, whether you need the counseling services or if you just need the accountability piece, I'm able to kind of meet you regardless of where you are on the spectrum of life. Yeah, that's really cool. What do you, um, as a fellow counselor, what are the most prevalent reasons people come to counseling, if I may ask? Um. You know what? We get stuck. I think all of us, we get stuck and we start realizing we're kind of exhibiting the same behavior patterns. And we're like, why? Like, why do I keep getting in this relationship? Or why can't I hold down this job? Or why do I keep finding myself um, here? And so once we start to think about how our childhood plays a part in our adulthood and having that um, counselor conversation and working through those things, um, I think has been the most prevalent in things that I've noticed in people. It's like, once we get stuck, it's like, oh yeah, that is what happened or that is where I am. And so that's been one of those consistent things. I love it. Awareness of being stuck is one of the major things. And, and that's what I see too. Um, I love attachment. So you're mentioning, you know, the role of your childhood and your adulthood. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. If you don't unpack childhood, it will definitely come along for the trip in your adulthood. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> It'll keep popping up in every area. Um, and it's so funny because I use it so much or I talk about it so much in my family and stuff like that, that yesterday my partner was like, oh, you know, um, 
my bonus child had pointed out in Star Wars that there was attachment issues. And I was like, she used the word attachment? And wow. he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, maybe <laughs> I'm saying this too much. Like, <laughs> Yes, wow. <laughs> and he was like, explain it to me. And she explained it. And he was like, it was, it was sounded like it was right. I was like, yeah. okay, well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's so good. Um, I think the biggest thing that is attached with this field is, is the stigma and people have to understand that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be a hot mess. You know, it's okay to not have made the best decisions yesterday because tomorrow you get the opportunity to like do over every day you get up, you get a whole nother do over. So we need to learn how to give ourselves a little grace and mercy and just be patient with ourselves. And that's what I try to like, tell all my clients just be patient like we get to be a hot mess but just because you're a hot mess don't mean like you're not perfectly rising to the occasion yes I love that Mm -hmm. so at this point what brings you the most joy whether it's just in your life in general or if it's in your work um the most joy right now and probably has been the foundation of who I am and that keeps me going is my three kids. Um, I am a product of being a teen mom. I got pregnant my senior year of high school. And instead of my parents condemning me or chastising me or anything, I remember the only words that my grandmother said to me was, this still won't limit your success. She was like, you still get to rise up to the occasion and be everything you thought you was going to be. Now you're going to even do it on a grander scale because you got somebody else watching you. So you need to do it for yourself and for your kids. And I held on to that. And I think that that was what like rising and becoming the role model for them and setting the tone for them. I have a daughter who will be graduating from Mercer um, Form D program. She'll be a pharmacist at 24 years old. I have a son that designs clothes. Yeah. So I think like they give me like being a mom was one of the best things that could happen to me. I had no idea at 18 though. I was terrified. I was scared. I was like, <laughs> I'm a hot mess. Like I've disappointed my parents. Like, you know, they drilled all of these things into me and I still got out here and did like the wrong thing. But um, they gave me grace and mercy. You know what I'm saying? And I still was able to continue to write my story. So being a mom has been one of the most amazing experiences that hands down, I wouldn't want to trade that job. Not to say it doesn't be some days that, I'm like, (laughs) I'm a poor little more wine, but (laughs) hands down, that is the best accomplishment that I've done by far. That's Mm -hmm. so beautiful because on, on multiple levels, um, because it could have been really, it could have gone a different way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the way that your family had responded sounds like it was so supportive and, and so, um, just just allowing for people to, everyone's human you know what I mean like not that children are mistakes or anything or any choice like that but everyone makes decisions wherever they're at and regardless of what that decision is it is what it is you know what I mean like yeah <laughs> yep, absolutely 
So you can embrace it being what it is and turn it into something that can be fuel or you can turn it into something that burns everything up and and it's like calling it a day. That mm-hmm. could have created distance in your relationship with your family members. That could have created shame and guilt for you, which I'm sure it does for a lot of people that have different responses from their loved ones. But it sounds like you are met with love and compassion and kindness. And that makes such a difference because, you know, that teaches you how to be as a parent to your children. You know what I mean? That's the attachment piece. Generationally, we are a derivative of the upbringing that we experienced and that's what we will spread. So, wow, that's amazing. That's really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yep. So that by far is my greatest joy. That is the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) It makes me think there's a book called The Anatomy of Peace And in the book, it mentions a part about a father whose son, I think he lets his son um, take the car for a drive and the son drives it off of a cliff somehow or something like that. Like he left the, um, the engine on or something like that. And it went off a cliff. And so the kid had to go home and tell his dad that he like wrecked his car. Mm -hmm. And when he gets there and tells his dad, his dad's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And his dad's like, okay, like, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't mean like, good, go do reckless things. But it just means like, at the end of the day, what matters most is that you're okay, and that you've learned the lesson and that you are going to ma- maybe make different decisions moving forward. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, a lot of clients coming in, when they're feeling stuck, or lost, or maybe defeated. In the times in your life where you felt that way, what has been helpful for you to handle it? Um, I think the biggest thing, and I actually ran into this kind of recently where I got stuck and was trying to just figure out like what to do. So I had to remind myself to like just be patient um, and maybe take a break. Um, from what was going on because I wanted to elevate my services, kind of like rebrand and see how I could better service my clients on a like broader scale and go deeper in the work. And so I kind of had got stuck. I was like, God, you gave me like all of these tools. Like I know that I can use them on a better platform. So what I had to do is kind of like back away take some time and do some self-care, just kind of relax and do something fun um, for myself to kind of regenerate my creative flows. So I would say if anyone gets stuck or, or, or find themselves in that position to just kind of like give yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's kind of like getting into like your quiet place, just take a minute and just kind of like feel yourself, breathe in where you are and then recalibrate and then just come back to it with a new focus and new vision and a new plan. I love that. It's a good system. I was just talking with someone about um, discomfort because when we get stuck, we want to get out of that place so quickly Mm -hmm. that we don't allow ourselves to really sit for a moment and figure out what we actually need to do next. That's going to be helpful. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to recalibrate. You take a day or two and just do like some, whether you, your thing is like exercising or like meditation. I love meditation. Um, ever since I went through the training with the Center for Mind and Body, like it really helps me kind of recalibrate. And so sometimes just kind of like 
refocusing but we have to be willing to do the hard work because in the midst of hard work is where success is made yes I love that so if you were to give one piece of advice or just information for someone who wants to live a more fulfilling satisfied lifestyle what would you say um I would say again um be patient with yourself you know as we're growing up, we see all of these things happens around us, whether it's how we was parent by our parents, you know, experience from relationships and different things like that. So we are only just the sum of what we've experienced, whether it was wrong or right. So be patient, have grace and mercy with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we're our own worst critic. We can like say all the negative things to ourselves before anyone else even gets the mm-hmm. opportunity to you know and then the next thing I would say is just always be a student regardless of where you are always be open to learn learn from others you know whether that means you need more formal knowledge have conversations don't be afraid not to be the smartest person in the room get around other people um, where you can pick up something learn something and provide something you know, so just always stay like a student of the world. I love that. I think that, you know, that's probably the most significant thing that someone could do, because when you keep yourself kind of in the race with people that are you have to pace with, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. then you keep yourself sharp because you have to stay on your toes. Absolutely. You <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have time to be fall if you're the it's not bad to be the smartest one in your group, but you want to have probably multiple groups, a group where you're maybe more ahead than other people and you're inspiring and pouring into those people. And then maybe a group where you are having to catch up or pace because that keeps you motivated and on track um, to to hit some new milestones. You know, yep, I absolutely agree. Um, that is one thing that I've learned and just over the 10 years in doing this work you'll find different clients in different places and I'm still learning from my clients um resiliency and just how coping skills and how people do things so you just have to always be kind of like an open learner to the world I love it. I appreciate you for taking some time to come drop your gems with us and um, share some wisdom and what you're doing. Where can we find you and support you um, on the internet? Absolutely. You can. My website is NakiaShandale.com. I am the Counselor's Boutique online on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. It's all the same. The Counselor's Boutique, all one word. Um, so yeah, if you ever want to have a conversation, come drop some wisdom, some come give me some motivation, just hit me up on any one of those locations. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.